And most, first and foremost, it's a fun place for Darren to have a side gig to be able to mm-hmm. explore food creativity. Because yeah. really that's the, the real reason behind it. Welcome to Cue the Mic. Welcome to Cue the Mic. It's episode 11. Episode 11. Wow. Yep. Yep. Episode 11. I am currently now posting it on our Smoky D stuff, so hopefully we'll start getting more listeners. Everybody I talk to yeah. listens. It's amazing how many people are listening when I... Uh, yeah. We get about a hundred listeners out, out out on the barbecue. Just a hundred altogether. Uh, an episode. Huh. We need to get, mm-hmm. we need to step that up. I, I agree. That's why I'm posting it on all of our stuff now. We're gonna have to get Same. a big guest. Yeah, I thought Luke was pretty big. Uh, he's tall. He's tall. <laughs> all right. As a matter of fact, I'm on my way to meet old Luke today. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah. Yeah, he's the uh, newly crowned national pork champion at the Safeway Barbecue Battle. I think I did see that. Yeah. It's the DC one, right? Yeah. That's awesome. And sauce and barbecue sauce. Sauce and pork. Man, he is coming for you. We'll get, oh, yeah, he's coming. What a morning at the restaurant. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's only 9 o'clock, and whew. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we we uh, we got some fly or some, uh, what do I want to call them, air curtains installed to prevent mm-hmm. flies from coming into the restaurant. And I saw it coming and thought, you know, I've always wanted to do that and pulled the trigger on them a couple months ago, and they got delivered uh, well over a month ago. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, let's get these installed to the electrician. And it took him about a little over a month to get them installed. So the last week was the most fly horrible thing because they just find their way in any door. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, now you got the fly. I was hoping to prevent the huge fly problem. Now we got to figure out. Now we got the air curtains installed. But by the time they left last night, everybody's going, man, these things are rattling. And I'm looking up, I'm like, this isn't right. So I'm like, okay, I'll be back five o'clock in the morning, five thirty in the morning. Mm-hmm. So I get up on the ladder and there's some washer that doesn't just, it's just rattling. And I can't figure out how it gets tightened back down. So I'm like, give me some duct tape. So, so I open it up, I duct taped it in place and they don't rattle anymore, but until we can figure out how to... <laughs> get that so and then the sensors i went to and they have sensors on the door that open up and close Mm -hmm. magnetic contacts and he put one on the wrong side of the door and it's so it's like then wouldn't shut off all the way and then i go to look and he's attached it with like poster board stuff that you put up i'm like this is a restaurant that's going to last a day you know instead of drilling it into the the frame Mm -hmm. but not very that's one of my to-do lists but then just getting ready to go and i'm like okay i'm gonna get out of here i'm trying to get on the road and hey this smoker's broke 
the rotisserie won't go around. Electrical. I'm like, are you kidding me? And of course, I didn't have all my tools because I'm getting ready to go out of town. So I'd kind of cleaned mm-hmm. out my vehicle of all the tools. So then I had to go get tools back there, fix the issue. Just just one of those days that it's like uh, there might be a, a lot of bourbon in my future later. You're on vacation. You're going on vacation. It's a perfect time. It's not vacation. There's no such thing as vacation when you own a business. Okay. Emma. You should know that. Okay. I'm just going to be working from a different location. Right. That's true. That's true. So, Ugh. Anyway, so we were struggling. We were struggling trying to figure out what do we talk about because normally mm-hmm. we have time to talk, but I've been kind of on the run trying to catch up since I was in Canada fishing and just been... Mm-hmm constant chaos. it was like all last week was just chaos and it and it's really should be a slow time of the year for us we should be really slowing yeah. down but catering is just full bore it's <laughs> just full bore and so I, I don't know what's going on i don't know evidently people like our barbecue or something but it um well probably helps that you got now or you got everyone's talking about how you're hot crap nowadays so uh-huh yeah Everybody oh, wants uh, to give you, it a you try. Think that's actually, you think that's actually driving the probably catering does. business? It probably plays a part in it. You're probably, huh. well, probably why our, all of our sales are doing pretty good. Yeah. So, but. anyway, so, but you you can't complain about that, you know. No. We always need you sales. Can't. So, things are, you know, setting records every week. So, that's a, that's a great, that's great thing. It's just a matter of keeping all the, the normally now is when you want to give everybody like a, breath you know after graduation season and pork expo you just want to take a breath and nobody's getting a breath so it's okay everybody's everybody's holding up and life is good and nothing will be broke for another week and a half because i'm going out of town and so nothing breaks when i'm out of town it just breaks when i get back okay and then i get then i get home and i'm having a little air conditioner problem so I have a buddy of mine come over and, you know, he came out a couple of weeks ago. My air conditioner was froze up and he goes, ah, I think you got a little bit of a leak. Let me try it. And so then he <laughs> ran it a week and, and then he put more Freon in it and okay, we're going to have more. And so he's like, I'll find time on Monday to come leak detect it. So he comes out, walks into my shop where the furnace and the coil, the inside coil for the air mm-hmm. conditioner is and his leak detector goes off when he opens the door, which normally you're trying to just sense a leak very up close. He's like, uh, yeah, yeah, major leak. So now we have to replace the entire coil of the Welcome inside the air club. conditioner. But the problem yeah. is it's four and a half years old. Mm. And does anything that was anything at all that was produced four or four and a half years is just total dog shit. I mean, everything, it's just horrible. I mean, everything, restaurant, whatever. I have replaced more four-year-old equipment, but I've got 15-year-old equipment that's running fine, knock on wood. But the four-year-old equipment, once it hits four years, it's just, and this is major stuff that should last 20 years. Don't be telling me that. It's lasting four. I mean, it's lasting four. Don't tell me that. I'm halfway through. Yeah, I know. I know. So anyway. Well, ownership, man. Got to So anyway, it. we're talking about, what are we going to talk about today? So, you know, in our intense planning session that Emma and I have, 
which means when I'm driving, when I'm driving home from the restaurant and I say, Hey, what are we going to talk about? You know, Mm -hmm. and we were struggling a little bit with content and our, our listeners could help us with this if they want to hear different things. But, Mm -hmm. uh, Emma brought up the ghost kitchen, you know, and the virtual kitchen that we have, and we really haven't talked much about it. We've mentioned it a little bit, Mm -hmm. um, but we thought we'd maybe educate a little people about what it is and what it's about and, and because it's cool. It's a very, it, it's, it's a really a cool, cool concept. concept. It's amazing food. Um, mm-hmm. It's probably the most yeah, amazing food our company puts out. It, um, yeah. And Keish Without does a, a great job. Keish does a great job of making sure she's the manager and she makes sure it mm-hmm. goes in and out. But so anyway, so we'll start the story. So back mm-hmm. in 2020 when COVID hit. Um, we have a, a warehouse up in Ankeny, which is a suburb of Des Moines, and mm-hmm. we have, where we distribute our sauce out of and rub and, and things like that. And that's where actually where yep. Emma's sitting today. Yep. Um, and the place next door was a high-end catering company. So they catered very ritzy dinners and very just high-end stuff, right? Mm-hmm. High-end menu. Yep. And the guy that ran it when COVID hit, his his calendar just emptied. I mean, he was just done, yeah. right? And so, so he had two options. It was either close down or it was shift, and you shift your business. and And I think there was some some issues there because he used to be a meal to go. Mm-hmm. place where they they created meals to go um it was probably before its time i mean that that concept's pretty popular yeah. now but right. it, that didn't really work out and then he turned it into a catering company which was very successful so anyways mm-hmm. fast forward he's he just decides he's out of business so the landlord calls me up and he says hey the guy next door's shutting down he's going to he's got this beautiful kitchen inside that if he shuts down, he wants to auction off all his equipment. So there's walk-in coolers, walk-in freezers. There's all this, everything, catering service for 600 mm-hmm. people, glasses, china, everything. Yeah. If he shuts it down, then they're going to tear all this stuff out, and then I've got to spend a lot of money to bring it back into Flex Warehouse space. Are mm-hmm. you interested? And I said, I don't know. And he says, well, if you can cut a deal with the guy, I'll give you free rent on the place until you decide what you want to do with it. And I'm like, okay, that sounds fair. So I went to Rick and I I took a tour with him and I kind of gave him a a low ball offer and said, here, here's what I'm not sure what I'm going to do with this, but um, gave gave him a low ball offer and he took it. You know, company vans, lock, stock and barrel, walk-in coolers still had food in them, freezers Mm -hmm. still have food in them, and just pretty much took my check and walked out the door. So here we are. We have this kitchen, and mm-hmm. it's COVID, and we're not sure what we're going to do with it, but yeah, we'll make something work. So we sat on it for probably nine months just trying to figure out what we were going to do with it. It was kind of a cool kitchen. We thought about turning mm-hmm. it into a catering prep kitchen, but then we have some logistics challenges. Mm-hmm. Um with its proximity to the second Avenue location um, Mm -hmm. that was going to create a little bit of a challenge, but we were trying to figure out what to do. And then I was reading a lot about ghost kitchens 
and how people in L.A. and New York City had yeah. taken fancy dining, fine dining restaurants and turned them in to, you know, carry out or not carry out only DoorDash delivery only kitchens. And so they were taking mm-hmm. a high end steakhouse mm-hmm. that was, you know, doing high end steaks. Well, you're not going to do that for carry out, but you can use that same equipment to make a kick ass burger or a chicken sandwich yeah. or something like that. So, and and it was very trendy. It was very, it was very trendy. Yeah. It was very, you know, new, new. Mm-hmm. And if I know anything in my travels, if I go to California and see what's going on in the food scene, mm-hmm. I can come to Des Moines about two years later, mm-hmm. and that'll be trendy here. I mean, that's that's I've Which watched it for I've watched it for years. Is kind of what happened. So, you know, we we move forward, and then we have to come up with a concept. So we're like, okay. At first, we said, hey, let's let's do a wing concept because we went to the people at, at Delivery.com was one of our, our, our main where we started. And they said, hey, there's no place that has delivery wings except for mm-hmm. Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah. And they, you know, so they, they said, you know, people want a lot of wings. It's in high demand, but nobody's doing them. I'm like, okay, well, that's that's good enough. We can... We have smoked wings at Smoky D's that we could offer, but then we could also come up with a recipe and develop signature wings where we're mm-hmm. pre-cooking these wings, where we actually brine them, pre-cook them, and then cool them down and then fry them to order and then make up a bunch of kick-ass sauces to go on these wings. So that's kind of where we started. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the price of wings, you know, so then the ornery chicken was born. Yeah. And, you know, it started out kind of a wing mm-hmm. i think our first thing yeah. says we were ankeny's first wing centric or whatever yeah. we were trying to wing do and i think it said chicken centric but specialized in wings specializing some, in wings yeah and some signature sandwich or specialty sandwiches right. but we only but, had like three on the menu right and so you know we played around we had a little false mm-hmm. start with it i had another guy going to start the kitchen a little false start and then Keish, who was in our catering department, says, hey, I'll run a chicken restaurant for you. I'm like, okay, let's try this. So, And then we started to really dial down and create the recipes that are still there today. You know, So mm-hmm. we started with a – we knew the Chick-fil-A sauce was very popular. Yeah. And so we tried to not copycat it, but come up to a very similar yeah. sauce, but still different. Put our own spin on it. Yeah, put our own spin on it, and we knew that we had to create some other sauces. So, you know, at first, you know, we were, for the first two months, we were buying random chicken breast, and I was cutting the top of the random chicken breast off to come to a portion, and then we were cutting the rest of it up for boneless, and we were brining everything because I knew in order for it to Mm -hmm. be juicy, it would need to be brined, which Mm -hmm. everything still gets brined today. But Mm -hmm. then we got big enough that we found or enough volume that we could actually order in chicken that was brined already. And it was a set with a portion size. So then we really focused on making some, some kick-ass sandwiches. Yeah. And one of the, the the first sandwiches, what? Go ahead. I was, well, yeah, we kind of, you shifted from wings because the price and then they also weren't as popular. 
they weren't as popular. So we shift on price because you got to move with the market. If we learn yeah. one thing here, you got to move with the market. So mm-hmm. we, you know, got the chicken sandwich thing going. It's really good. And so we're trying to design this menu around, you know, we had a signature sandwich called the, what, the Krusty Cluck? Yeah, the old crusty cluck. We still have it. The old crusty cluck, still there, right? So chicken sandwich yep. with this sauce with a lettuce slaw. So instead of just serving lettuce, you know, mm-hmm. we were mixing lettuce and cilantro and green onion, kind mm-hmm. of as a, a mixture to make it fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a chicken sandwich with a sauce and different toppings. And we knew yeah. I had just been on a tour before COVID of Nashville of a hot chicken place. So I did a lot of research and about what made a good Nashville hot chicken sandwich. And we worked and worked Mm -hmm. and worked on a Nashville hot chicken sandwich. And I'll tell you, that Nashville hot chicken sandwich, I'll put up against anybody. And if you look at the reviews online and everything, everything's about the Nashville hottie. Yeah, it's... Nobody comes close to the Nashville hottie. And so, but one thing we did different versus other competitors in town, around the country... Everybody was serving their chicken sandwich on the same bun. And mm-hmm. so you can differentiate your sandwich based upon what you're putting on the chicken, or you can differentiate differentiate yourself by what you're mm-hmm. putting it on. You know, so the yeah. crusty cluck came on a, a brioche bun. Brioche. But when mm-hmm. we did the Nashville Hottie, we're like, hey, let's put this on Texas toast because I'm a huge fan of Texas toast and we started out with thin Texas toast, and then we needed thicker Texas toast, and we went through a couple different suppliers to really find the Texas toast that we wanted to put on there. Mm-hmm. And then came the ranch hand, and anybody can do a chicken bacon ranch. Yeah. But we knew, being in Iowa, that was probably close to the top seller. That one it didn't even. That one wasn't even there when we started. Right. It, so. Yeah. So we knew Chicken Bacon Ranch, and I'm like, my friend years ago had taught me how to make focaccia bread. And I'm like, I wonder if we could pull this off. Could we pull off in this kitchen with three employees, could we pull off making fresh bread? And we tried it, and it was kind of a trial and error, and we were on our yeah. second iteration of, because the sandwich wasn't quite thick enough mm-hmm. um, to to support it, but then we come up where now we have the chicken bacon ranch on homemade focaccia bread uh, called the ranch hand which is just once again an amazing chicken sandwich and I know I keep saying that it's an amazing chicken sandwich yeah our reviews stand or help support that they are some of the best in the well not some they are the best in the area and our reviews have proven that yeah, so so then come, you know, how we, we started out as a delivery-only concept. So we had mm-hmm. Delivery.com, who we had a long relationship with at the barbecue restaurant. We'd never exposed ourselves to the door dashes of the world because mm-hmm. they, they just took too much money. There's no way somebody was, we weren't going to pay that 21% fee or 30% fee when they first come out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the more we knew it, if we were going to be viable here, that we'd have to enter into that market. And mm-hmm. so, you know, we got into it. You have to, of course, mark up your prices because you can't just, as a restaurant yeah. owner, you can't just eat, even right. though DoorDash wants you to, you can't just eat that 21% and 
and they're going to sell it to you like, well, this is additional business. Well, I sell it back to them is, hey, if I'm sitting at home hungover or on my (laughs) couch, right, if I'm sitting there, then, and I want somebody to deliver food to my door. Yeah. Shouldn't I be paying a premium versus going and getting it myself? And Mm -hmm. I think that answer is yes. You know, so we marked it up. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the things that people make a mistake with restaurants that deal with DoorDash is, you know, they like for our our rates, 21%. Mm -hmm. And so people like, oh, I'll just mark up my rate 21%. Well, no, you have to do the math because you actually have to mark up your rate 29% in order to pay for their 21%. Yeah. Um, And that was a big learning curve. I actually have a, a guy that had been using DoorDash for quite a few years, and we were having a conversation, mm-hmm. and he's like, I just I just don't know. this. It just kills me. Our DoorDash keeps building, keeps building. But he says, I, I can't pay that 21%. And I'm like, what do you mean paying that 20 You're not marking it up? No, you can mark it up. I'm like, yeah, you have to mark it up. And yeah. so he like, really? I'm like, yeah, no, here, trust me, but make sure you mark it up more than 21%. All I'm yeah. trying to do is get back to even. I'm trying to, right. what I get paid from DoorDash should be the same as what I get paid from a customer. Right. Um, picking up. So, you know, we've done it. It's become successful. But then we knew that delivery and the market they're in, and Ankeny's kind of a weird food town. Yeah. Um, lots of chain restaurants. I mean, we're we're yeah. about a half a mile away from... 45 chain restaurants i think it's just yeah i mean one right after another you know there's the chick-fil-a and the word the wendy's and the mcdonald's and the and a couple locals too but for the most part it's primarily huge huge traffic flow huge chains Mm -hmm. um and so we knew we had to shift because there wasn't enough doordash delivery so we kind of made the switch from a ghost kitchen to a virtual kitchen And to us, a virtual kitchen was picking up, you know, having curbside pickup. Yep. Everything has to be done online still. And, yeah, we just kind of took the ghost part out of it because primarily the ghost kitchen, you actually don't know where the food's coming from necessarily. And us becoming a virtual kitchen was because we pretty much told them this is exactly where it's coming from. But Yeah, the the ghost kitchen idea was... Yeah, I mean, so, sometimes you read about the the stories yeah. of ghost kitchen. There was actually a mm-hmm. guy in in New York City running a ghost kitchen, mm-hmm. and he was buying like Totino's pizzas mm-hmm. and dressing them up and cooking them in his oven, <laughs> and then you know, so he was taking the base Totino, and maybe it was a, but it was a frozen pizza base, right? Mm-hmm. And he was doctoring up that base with fresh ingredients and whatever. So in essence, he was using their crust and sauce. Yeah. And he and he signed up for DoorDash, and DoorDash right. accepted him as a business. And so he created this pizza delivery, totally illegal, yeah. out of his kitchen, and meeting delivery guys in his apartment complex. And that lasted for quite some time till they actually caught him. The health department caught him and shut him down. But, I mean, that's yeah. why people somewhat are a little freaky about yeah, ghost kitchens. We've, we've had a couple of reviews where 
they're like ghost kitchens are dangerous you don't know where the food's coming from and it's like well we we do have a kitchen thank you yeah but um yeah it's it has its it it, it has it's its, growing it, it's growing but, you know the number one thing is first finding out about it right so mm-hmm. people got to find yeah. out about it and the second thing you really got to overcome um, in the ghost kitchen is you've got this people that are older that yep. they love fried chicken. Yeah. But they can't get over ordering food on their phone on an app because if we walk you through the process, so, and maybe that's easier to understand. So when yep. we, when you go to the ornery chicken, you go to our website or go to DoorDash mm-hmm. or totally electronic. So, 100%. You, you go to the uh, app, you deliver your food, mm-hmm. or you order your food, mm-hmm. and in the screen, we have screens in the kitchen. So uh, one on the fry station pops up and says, hey, you got two Nashville hotties and two sides mm-hmm. of fries or two sides of tater tots or whatever we have. Yeah. And the fry person breads mm-hmm. to order and fries to mm-hmm. order that chicken sandwich and fries french fries or tater tots or sidewinder fries or whatever it is mm-hmm. fries those to order for your order okay so they're not sitting in a bowl waiting under a warming light there's not chicken that's sitting in a in a warming cabinet yeah. everything is breaded and fried to order mm-hmm. and then so we make the order and we we tell people i think it says 15 or 20 minutes for it'll be ready yeah but then when you arrive you can either click on a button, which will then mm-hmm. send something to us to notify us that somebody's here, or we yep. have a cell phone with a sign out front, and most people use the yep. cell phone. That says, and they just say, hey, you know, Lori Smith is here. You know, I'm in spot number spot. one. And mm-hmm. so we have yeah. thing. Four and as soon spots. as your order's done, mm-hmm. we double-click on the computer. It sends you a notification saying your order is done. Mm-hmm. And if you're there, then we deliver it right out otherwise it sits on the shelf until you arrive and then we're there so Mm -hmm. very rarely does something sit on the shelf i mean for doordash orders it does because we can't control that driver yeah but for but for customer pickups it very rarely sits there and i'm telling you even if that sits there for five minutes that sandwich gets better yeah we actually just got a review this weekend somebody from altoona ordered our food and she was raving about how um when she she ordered like the hottie and the little pluckers and they were still hot and still it and like wasn't soggy or anything like still held its um true uh you know yeah i guess yeah, it structure and that was and that was important so when we first started yeah. when we first started um the chicken restaurant we had to come mm-hmm. up with a breading and we make our own breading we had to come up with a the breading that held up in a to-go container so mm-hmm. emma knows anything that we do when we're testing we test something it. we have to put it in a to-go container and it has to mm-hmm. sit for a half hour yeah. before we try it because we know that by the time you pick it up and get home and you know get the kids mm-hmm. out of the car seat and da 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 it's probably going to be a half hour before yeah. you eat that food and i want that food after a half hour in to-go container mm-hmm. we want it to be just as good if not better than than if you were eating in a restaurant. Exactly. 
And I think we've nailed it with the breading. We've done things yeah. to our breading. That our original breading. The, yeah, it, our original breading was much different. I like to go yeah. back and look at the pictures. Yeah, how much but our, this breading, it's it, it's it's crunchy. super good. It's but, delicious. So, you know, fast forward. So we, we have, that's the process. And some people yep. are scared of the process. But once they know the process. Yeah. Then they reorder time and time again. But it's getting mm-hmm. no new people because we have signs all over the front of the building. I mean, we're just in a warehouse, okay? Yeah. So we're in a strip mall, if you will. Yep. And we have signs on the door that know. say, do not enter, do not, right? Yeah. And it's like food delivery drivers. Go to the back door. And, and nobody stay in your can, car. No we have an a fr- We have an A-frame outside that says, please order we do online. not accept walk-in. Or here's the website to go to yeah. order. And we still get people walking in the door. Oh and we gosh, still get people all the time. complaining. They still get people complaining of, hey, why, can, yeah. why can't we just come in and order? Well, th- the reason you can't come in is, yeah. first, it, would that increase our business? Yes, that would increase our business. But right. then we've got to staff a person out front. Mm-hmm. And, and we'd have to carry cash. Well, we yeah, I'm not, I'm not even so worried about that, but we could, no, it, no. It, we would carry cash, do credit cards, whatever. Yeah. But, I but the big not. issue is I'd have to move from made fresh to order mm-hmm. to holding stuff in a holding cabinet. And we have some high dollar holding cabinets we could do it with, mm-hmm. but in a holding cabinet, like a Kentucky fried chicken or a McDonald's or any of these hold stuff. Mm-hmm. Because if you're if five people walk in at once and it takes me four minutes to do that chicken mm-hmm. sandwich and I can do multiple ones at once, but let's say it takes twelve minutes to get your order ready. Yeah. You're not gonna walk in would you ever walk into a McDonald's or a Chick fil A or anything and wait twelve minutes? In today's world maybe a little bit. Yeah, but, I was gonna but uh, for actually, the most I do. But, but for the most part I sit and drive throughs and wait that long. <laughs> But you're not. But normally, that's not the case. It's designed yeah. to be fast food. I want it to go. Um, yeah, we're like a. We're not. We. I don't. I don't classify us as like fast food. I mean, we are, but we're not at the same time. You know what I'm saying? We're like. Well, it's, it's like. It, we're like yeah, faster I mean, fa- than most, yeah, f- but not. Not like fast food. Like high, in that category. But high quality, high quality yeah. and faster than most. But if you yeah. have 15 people walk in the front door, right. you're not going to be able to handle that. Now, whereas if we're doing it online, mm-hmm. we can throttle that. So we can set it yeah. that, hey, don't take any more than four orders every 10 minutes or don't take any right. this amount of sales over whatever. And so we can, we can throttle those orders so that if you're ordering, mm-hmm. you may say, hey... Uh, I, I'm ready to pick up at 11:20, but you're not going to be able to pick up till 11:30. Yeah, it's not gonna. It's going to force you in so that we're efficient and we can get everybody yeah. served on time. Because the last thing we want is somebody sitting there waiting on their food. We want to. Yeah. Here's this 20 minute window. We guarantee. Now, the way you get ahead is if you know you want it for lunch, don't wait until lunch to order it. You can go on like today. I can go on and order for Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I can say I want to pick it up Wednesday at eleven o'clock, and, and Wednesday at eleven or ten forty. It's mm-hmm. I'm not going to know anything about that order. And at ten forty, it's going to 
pop on my printer and print it out, or it's going to show on my screens and pop mm -hmm. up and say, boop, this is ready to go. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's truly about, you know, you don't have a storefront. You're not trying to attract people to the storefront. So you don't want to put up a big yeah. sign because you put up a big sign and then people are going to go, oh, I don't want to wait in the parking lot in order. So yeah. our biggest challenge, you know, our biggest it challenge, is. and Emma does all the social media because it's really social media driven. Mm -hmm. um, and so we're constantly trying to find ways to improve that from a ghost kitchen. Mm -hmm. So when we first started the Ornery Chicken, we got lucky enough and landed a spot on a morning television station. Heck yeah, we did. And it went bonkers right away. And that was Insane. the key to our success. So so now we're yeah. trying to figure out, okay, how do we get that exposure? We took a, a company van that we were going to trade in, took all the Smokey D's labels off of it, and put the Ornery Chicken on one side, the Crafty Mac, and mm -hmm. parked it out in front of the restaurant, which it's done okay, but... You know, now we need to think about, okay, how do I get to these where there's a lot of people that would be young enough to know they're going to order online? Mm -hmm. And how do we get that van so people see it? I mean, should we be putting this in Fourth of July parades? Um, should we be... Ooh. No. No? I, just, I don't know. That feels weird. I mean, Why? I drive it everywhere, but I don't know. It just, it just, I don't know. I think parades, I think fire trucks. You, you don't want to... I don't know. All kinds, of, all kinds of businesses are promoting themselves at parades. Right. But I think, like, you build a float. You don't drive your catering van. Well, I mean, I always drove a, I always drove a Smokey D's van, or once we took the food truck, or, you know, you just... I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. I mean... I mean, think about little pluckers. We got our little plucker sandwiches. Mm -hmm. Maybe instead of throwing candy, maybe we oh should be gosh. throwing little pluckers. How would those stay together? Well, you wrap them in foil. Oh, that's a good point. Have you never got a hot dog at the ball game out of the cannon? No, I'm not very coordinated, so I don't catch those things. You're not very coordinated? You don't match? <clears throat> coordinated? Like, I can't. <laughs> Hand-eye coordination. Oh, you're not, oh. That kind of coordinated. Oh, not coordinated. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's too looks, early like you, for... looks like you match. I do. So anyway, that's 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 the challenges. Yeah. And people sometimes say, hey, I want to get in the business, you know. Yeah. Should I should I do a, if I could find a place, do a ghost kitchen? And and I think the answer would be depends. It depends on mm -hmm. if your Location. Your location, are you really close to uh, a big populous thing? You know, like mm -hmm. um, uh, things I thought of the other day. You know, we got two brand new hotels going in. And one of them's open now, the Holiday Inn, just south mm -hmm. of us. Mm -hmm. And there's another one just getting ready to finish. Right. Well, so, somehow, somehow, we gotta, somehow we got to get card because we're right around the block. Mm -hmm. So people that come in overnight, they're going to go to one of these chain restaurants or maybe they want delivery, mm -hmm. or maybe they don't mind doing curbside pickup right up the street that we have a little mm -hmm. map from there yeah. and a card at the front desk saying, hey, and then we feed the feed the front desk, give them a, give them a gift right. card, let them do whatever, and say, hey, try this yeah. and see how good it is. Come to us instead of Chick-fil-A. Right. <laughs> or Slim yeah. Chickens. Don't go there. 
Oh, yeah. I, I catch people. I see a Slim Chicken's cup all the time, and I'm like, Gross. What do you think? What do you think of that? And he's like, Yeah, it's okay. It's a decent chicken sandwich. It's just a long ways to go. And I'm like, Dude, there's, we got a chicken place right upstream. I know nothing about it. So, you know, everybody knows nothing about it. So I think yeah. it's a matter of, but you, you got to be careful. You can't, you can't overload our system at once because we want to be mm-hmm. able to perform. But yeah. still, we want to be able to grow that business. So when people want to get into it, if you're near a populous area, I think mm-hmm. that's fine. I think catering plays a big part of that. And we've started to pick up our caterings because our chicken, I'm telling you, holds really it well. Holds. It um, holds. We've done a couple of times. Our first catering yeah. ever was, you know, um, Emma's mom's always been with graduation party. They got about 35 kids now, I think. But um, Relax. <laughs> Relax. But but she anyway, did her we've, last we've, one. we've done for uh, a couple graduation parties, and she called me up. She goes, I, I, she goes, I was just amazed, and I said, "What was that?" And she goes, "We loaned her out the Cambros, and you know their party started at what ten thirty or you guys. When did you pick mm-hmm. up the chicken? Ten o'clock in the morning? Yeah, yeah I think and, we talked about it. Once. Oh, do we? And yeah. then it just it yeah. sat there in all in day. a Cambro, and they were serving it all day. And at four o'clock, she says it was just amazing. And they took it down, cooled it down, put it in the freezer, and then took it and reheated it and said it was still really good. Yeah, you pop those puppies in an air fryer, good as new. I know. I noticed my daughter yesterday. We're at the grocery store, happened to be at the grocery Mm -hmm. store together, and she's buying, like, chicken, like, Tyson chicken nuggets. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what are you doing? Kids love those. Yeah, but they love ordinary chicken, too. Well, yeah. Oh my gosh, are you going to start bagging our chicken? Putting them in grocery stores? No. Oh. No, there's there's no money in that. <laughs> I only go where the money is. Okay, so what's your plan of attack? Uh, just growing the business, but I, yeah. I think we we just have to grow the catering business. I think people have to know about it. We have a, a ton of catering customers at Smokey D's, so we got to be able to... Right, which we've um, tried to do a little bit of cross-promoting our catering with their catering, but we just can't seem to get it quite right, I think, yet. But yeah, it's fresh. we keep searching. That's our that's our biggest struggle. Our biggest struggle mm-hmm. is the the marketing well, aspect. You know, it, it does well. It, 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 yeah. it pays for itself. It's not, it's not huge profit, but it covers, and it's fun. And most, first and foremost... It's a fun place for Darren to have a side gig to be able to mm-hmm. explore food creativity because yeah. really that's the the real reason behind it. And then we haven't even right. mentioned the the Crafty Max. So we started Mac. with the ordinary chicken, and we yep. knew the volume. So we like, hey, let's create a mac and cheese restaurant within the same yeah. kitchen, same process, mm-hmm. same everything. And so we went through and we designed some cheese sauces and some pasta and toppings and whatever and created this mac and cheese restaurant. Mm-hmm. And so every mac and cheese, we're just not scooping mac and cheese out of a out of a steam well and, and putting some stuff on it. We are actually heating noodles up, mixing it with mm-hmm. cheese sauce, with shredded cheese, so you get a bunch of goo to it, and putting yeah. funky toppings on it. You know, mm-hmm. so we created a... A chicken pot mm. pie mac, you know, so we make yep. our own cream of chicken soup and, and put grilled chicken in it and then mix it in with this mac and cheese mixture. And then 
we have pie crusts that we make our own for the apple dumplings. We make our own pie crust from scratch. Mm -hmm. So we take the scraps from that and actually bake it off and make pie crumb topping squares. And we Mm -hmm. put that on top as the crust, you know, so it's super good. We We do, we utilize this, a lot of the same ingredients. We do a, a Nashville hot Mac. We do a, uh, Chicken uh, bacon ranch. Mac. Chicken bacon ranch. We do a barbecue mac where we actually bring mm-hmm. the barbecue from Smokey D's. We do a smash yep. burger mac. We do a yeah. seafood mac. Um, things that are just fun. Now, that one hasn't taken off like the chicken did. I don't think it's gotten the exposure. Yeah. It needs to it's make about, it on TV. It's about 30% of the business. Um, yeah. But once again, really good mac. Maybe yeah. not quite as good as the chicken. Yeah, mac and cheese, opinion. I think, is just hard. Oh, no, I don't. Th- I think our the honorary chicken is next level. It's like, I don't. It's like, it's like yeah, the it's Holy Grail. Whole nother, yeah, it's in like a whole nother ballpark. Wow, and now, and now I'm sitting there thinking about what do you do with the honorary chicken? Do you open a drive through location where you could just stay a few ahead should mm-hmm. you, I mean, we can't do that where we're at, but do you go or do you take that concept and try and, you know, yeah. license it out to different people that want to open up a different concept? And then you get the breading that we still make from scratch. Mm-hmm. In our kitchen, you'd have to have somebody make the breading so that we could ship yeah. it out. So then, and the sauces, you know, we still make them all from scratch. You'd have mm-hmm. to take them somewhere and have somebody develop them and bottle them and put them in gallons so that you know, thing. And I think there's that opportunity. It's I think we should we do get, a drive through first. Well, we get to the to that point, you know. And yeah, yeah. I keep I keep looking at coffee places, you know, those little coffee places that are everywhere. Scooters, yeah, scooters. scooters. Has a nice I'm like, I just need one of those to go out of business because if I can get them to go out of business and that drive through is right there, we don't need much space. Because mm-hmm. we're doing everything fresh to order, right? Yeah. So it's not like we have to store a bunch of stuff. Right. Um, yeah. If you just even forgot about the wings and just did chicken sandwiches and put 10 chicken sandwiches on the order or on the menu is, along yeah. with fries and whatever, you'd just kill it. Right. Which is pretty much what we've done anyway. I mean, we still sell wings, but they're not even close. Not even close to what's so happening. Our sandwiches, which is so um, interesting. What else but about yeah. Ghost Kitchen? You know, I'd say marketing's our hard part. You yeah. Know, trying I, to... It is. Well, and I think we just went into it with such a everything needs to be done online. And now we're starting to learn that the marketing, we need a little more word to mouth and printouts and hands outs and things like that. A little more print marketing. Which... Yeah. And learning the trials fun. and tribulations of DoorDash. Yeah. You know, they they, oh. they play games. Yeah. You know, they're playing games right now that say, well, if you mark up your prices, then we're going right. to put you down on the search options. Yep, which I think well, we talked about a lot in the DoorDash episode. But yeah, just, it's, just games they and play. And I think it. they're starting to do it, which is whatever. They just sent us a whole email saying, we'll give you so much money if you put more photos on your thing. Okay. Thanks. So what? But what we do? What we do every time you, every time you finalize an order, a ticket prints out off our POS system that shows our price, not DoorDash's price. Did you know that they the DoorDashers started ripping those off? Well, let's hide them underneath. That's I think what our plan of attack is. But yeah. we so, were talking about So we about started. That. We started. We started throwing it on. in. 
we'd started mm-hmm. throwing in so the customers could see how much they were really paying a premium because mm-hmm. I'm not so sure we shouldn't have a stamp for if you do pick up, here's your price and whatever yeah. and hide it in between the boxes. Honestly. But then again, you know, we still want because DoorDash, it's not going to, it's not going away. We still need some of our no. DoorDashers to keep DoorDashing. No, we're just trying to get it so they're not manipulating the market. You know, uh, I mean, you you can't. They went. You can't they did tell that to me. Themselves. You can't tell me what I'm going to charge just because. And they don't pay their very drivers very well, so they make a lot yeah. of money for having a computer system. Well, yeah, yeah. We talked about it. They make almost. I think we said thirty five percent. DoorDash alone makes thirty five percent. Right. Of an order. But boy, if you need to go hold of somebody, you sure can't. No, you can't. I've had, we've had, I think, six different, like, reps for our businesses since in the last maybe year. And one guy was like, hey, I'm no longer on your case. We laid off a bunch of people. Like, they can't even (laughs) keep employees. Of course they can. So, because they went in over their head because of the pandemic. And then... Yeah. Couldn't figure now out how to are, Now people are coming bouncing. out, but I yeah. guess the moral of the story is we we got to figure out if anybody has any ideas about how you market this. I, I think you have to start pinpoint marketing the hotels, mm-hmm. the yeah, apartment complexes. Should we be putting a yard sign out front outside the entrance door? Should we, I'm not a big discount right. guy, but should we give a discount to certain complex? Should we be delivering? Should we? Well, we should you probably know, be delivering. But... And that that yeah. adds a whole nother complex right. of how many right. deliveries can you do and keep the it's, food good and it's tricky. It's a it's hard because yeah, but you want to put out signs, but then also we don't want to attract people that'll come and sit down, try to sit down, and then we lose them anyway. And then give us one star reviews because we don't yeah, have dining. Because in. we're set in twenty twenty. Yeah, man, that was a yeah. whole concept. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's just. It's just some people trying to serve really kick-ass food and yeah. do it electronically so it's, we don't have to have a lot of staff. Yeah. Like you said, cool concept. Still working out the kinks. Definitely growing in the area. It's nice to know that we did it first. But We did it first. We did it first. So. And we're not but, like a chain ghost kitchen. A lot of them are like yeah. chain restaurants doing chain ghost kitchens kind of thing. Yeah, if you if you if you look at that, that's that's one of the things people like. Actually, I have a friend in in Omaha, and he goes, "Man, we got these wings that are just like they're just really really good." It's called neighborhood wings. I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, it's coming out of your Applebee's." I was gonna say, you know, that's, that was pretty it, it, obvious. Uh, I mean, but it, obvious like, now. Yeah, B Dubs has the bird dogs, like yeah. their chicken, but I think. Even the pizza ranch has a chicken place. Right. Whatever. And then you got so, Mr. Beast Burgers, which he Mr. goes out of Perkins. Mr. Beast Burger that... Is that out of Perkins? His food, yeah. His food doesn't travel very well. Yeah, I haven't ordered it, but, Come you know... I mean, anytime you take a celebrity, which I don't even know who this guy is, but I hear more um, about him and more... He's most, a YouTuber. Is he yeah, a YouTuber or something? probably the most subscribed YouTuber and what's mm-hmm. what kind of content does he have? Oh, so well, he's made so much money that he makes content about giving people money. 
and like hmm. he's like he'll do videos from like I bought a ten dollar yacht, and then also like a two, a million dollar yacht, and then he that was one of his videos I watched recently, and then he like hits different price points and like shows you could have this kind of yacht or like this kind of yacht. It's just stupid stuff, but well, he well, makes that's what seems to attract. Yeah. Oh, right? totally. I watch it all the time. <laughs> Yeah. He just went viral because he, like, helped a thousand blind people see. What the f- How do you do that? And oh, so I know. Everybody, he paid medical bills. And so, and so everybody buys a burger yeah. that's mediocre. Yeah, and he sells chocolate and his own chocolates, and he sells a bunch of, yeah. Do you think he has anything to do he's with chocolate? Just, do you think he's even tasted his own chocolate? I doubt it, but it's in every video, and everybody's always like, this is better than Hershey's. I'm like, that probably tastes like dog turds, <laughs> and you guys are suffering. Yeah, it shouldn't be hard to market no. then. No, but... Okay, okay. You know, that's on that. But that's yeah. on that. So, Ghost Kitchen, if you're ever in Ankeny, we're only Check open Wednesday through chicken. Sunday. We're not open Monday, Tuesday. you got to give everybody a day off. So, mm-hmm. we're open Wednesday through Sunday, 11 to 7. Mm-hmm. For now? Um, for now. Mm-hmm. And as demand grows, we may expand that. But for now, we'll we're see. 11 to 7. Check them out. You be the judge whether the your new chicken's the best chicken sandwich you've ever had. Because I guarantee it's the best it chicken sandwich I've ever had. Me too. But, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Until next week, which I think I'll be coming live from the patio in pack Florida. your stuff. Pack That'll my be nice. stuff. Pack my stuff. We might even try and figure out. I'm going to have the Reverend Randy Twyford with me in Florida. So I might try and figure out. I'm not sure really? if we can. Yeah, I was trying to figure out if we both could share the same mic, you know. And, and I don't know. We'll figure it out. We might just have a few cocktails and make this thing happen. One experience for me. That will be. Yeah, right. My brother still wears a Twyford hat. Okay. But Until then. Yeah. Till next I gotta time. Get on, I got to get on the road. Yeah, you do. Ten minutes. Best of luck. That was episode 11 of Cue the Mic, guys. Uh, like, subscribe, follow us. Um, yeah, do all the things. And, and we'll see and you next And thanks for week. listening. And also... Yeah. Go to the Ornery Chicken or the Crafty Mac. If you're in the area. And give us a like. Even if you're not in the area, just give us a like. Give us a follow there. Go follow us. You'll see what kind of, even if you're not in the area. Yeah, new content coming soon. You'll still be able to see beautiful, beautiful chicken sandwiches and eat through the screen. Yeah. All right. Okay. We'll see you guys next week. Okay. Bye.